Bismillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, nabina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Innalhamdalillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyaati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu fahuwa al-muhtad. Wa man yudlil falahadiya lah. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah, wahdahu la sharika lah. وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن شاء الله بإذن الله تري we are continuing with an explanation of العقيدة الواسطية by شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية قال الشيخ رحمه الله الجمع بين علوه وقربه وأزليته وأبديته وقوله سبحانه هو الأول والآخر والظاهر والباطن وهو بكل شيء عليم وقوله سبحانه وتوكل على الحي الذي لا يموت وقوله وهو العليم الحكيم وقوله وهو الحكيم الخبير combining between his being high above and knee and between being eternal and everlasting and he's saying he's the first and the last, the outward and the inward, and he has knowledge of all things. Allah also says, and put your trust in the living who does not die. And he's saying he's the all-wise, the all-knowing, and he is the all-knowing, the all-aware. For this is a continuation by the Shaykh, rahimahullah, to his previous statements where he said يعني, that he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, has combined between negation and affirmation, in what he described and named himself with. And it can also return to that Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah describe Allah with what he has described himself with and what his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam has described him with. For in this part of the Risala, the Shaykh rahimahullah, he mentions the evidences from the Quran which combine between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being the most high yet near to his servants. He is the most high yet he is near to his servants with his knowledge. And also between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being eternal and everlasting. These are affirming attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He is everlasting and He is eternal and that He does not die subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the first evidence that the Shaykh rahimahullah he used, he said, Huwa al-awwalu wal-akhiru wal-zahiru wal-batinu wa huwa bi-kulli shay'in alim in Surah Al-Hadid, ayah number three. He is the first and the last. And then he says here the outward and the inward. For you can say the outward or the inward, or you can say the most high and the most near. This is a more accurate translation. For this ayah, it has been described and explained by the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith, in a lengthy dua. For in this lengthy dua, he ﷺ, he said, Allahumma anta al-awwalu falaysa qablaka shay. Wa anta al-akhiru falaysa ba'daka shay. وأنت الظاهر فليس فوقك شيء وأنت الباطن فليس دونك شيء Oh Allah, you are the first, nothing is before you and you are the last, nothing is after you You are the most high, nothing is above you and you are the most near, nothing is nearer than you in Sahih Muslim For the first name is Al-Awwal, who Al-Awwal, the first As the Prophet ﷺ explained, there is nothing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Nothing was before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was before all things. He is the last. As the Prophet ﷺ explained, there is nothing after him. 
there is nothing after him. He will remain after all things. And as a Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah explained, that he is not the last in the absolute sense, for there are creations of his that last forever. Mathalan al Jannah wa Nar, paradise and the hellfire, they will last forever. For this name therefore means that he encompasses everything. For there is no end to him being the last subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani nothing can surpass him and come after him. For he encompasses everything and he is the last in that regard. The most high as the Prophet explained. There is nothing above him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is above and exalted over all things. Yes, he is above in his that. He is above all the creations and he is also above and exalted and his attributes are also elevated and high. He is also al-batin, the most near, as the Prophet ﷺ explained. There is nothing nearer than him and this refers to his being encompassing of everything by way of being near to them through his knowledge. Not the physical nearness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is near and close to his creation through his knowledge. For although Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a zahir, he is the most high, he is also near to his creations with his knowledge. For this does, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being a zahir, it does not negate his nearness. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can be a zahir and al batin. There is no contradiction between these two names. For these four names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they entail him being all encompassing both in time and place and are opposites in this regard. And they are opposites in this regard. For his names Al-Awwal, the first, and Al-Akhir, the last, they entail his being encompassing in relation to time. Nothing can come before him and nothing can come after him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And his name Al-Zahir, the most high, and Al-Batin, the most near, they entail his being encompassing in relation to place. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is high above, yet he is very near through his knowledge. And as the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah, he said, these names are joint in their meaning. Therefore, if you mention Allah's name al-awwal, then you must also mention his name al-akhir. For if madhran, you're calling Allah, you say, Allahumma anta al-awwal wal-akhir, you must join between these two names. Because together they show the completeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And similarly, when you say, uh, when you call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or you mention his name al-zahir, then you must also mention his name al-batin. For they are joined in meaning. Huwa al-awwal wal-akhir wal-zahir wal-batin wa huwa bi kulli shay'in alim. Wa huwa bi kulli shay'in alim. And he has knowledge of all things. Bi kulli shay'in. Bi kulli shay'in. This is adat shumul. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has knowledge of everything. This entails that Allah's knowledge encompasses everything. For he has complete knowledge of the past and the present and the future. Yes, he knows what happened in the past and he knows what is happening now. And he will know subhanahu wa ta'ala what will happen in the future. And he has complete knowledge of what is in the heavens and what is in the earth and what is in between them as well. All of this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has knowledge of. And from the aspects of Allah being high above and near is that nothing in the heavens and the earth will escape his knowledge. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala al-arsh istawa, he has ascended on his throne and he is above all the creation. Yet he is very near. He is very near to them with his knowledge. He knows about them. Nothing escapes his knowledge. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the fruit of having iman that Allah has knowledge of all things. As a Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, he said the thamara, the fruit of knowing this, is يعني, having complete mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and knowing that Allah has knowledge of everything that you do. 
so that he does not see you in the places that he has forbidden or he doesn't see you doing the things that he has forbidden and he sees you in the places he has ordered you to go to and he sees you doing the actions which he has ordered you to do for all of this mindfulness of Allah comes from knowing that he knows all things that he is with you with his knowledge nothing escapes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the relevance or the point of reference of this ayah is that it yani, establishes these noble names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala four names and five attributes for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-awwal wal-akhir wal-zahir wal-batin yes these are the four names and the five attributes are that he is the first and he is the last and he is the most high and he is the most near and he has knowledge of all things these are the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which this ayah establishes and also yani the hadith explains the meaning with affirmation and negation for example he said al-awwal alladhi laysa qablahu shay laysa qablahu shay this is negating for the hadith explains this ayah with negation and with affirmation wa qawluhu subhanahu wa tawakkala ala al-hayy alladhi la yamut and Allah also says and put your trust in the living who does not die for this is an order to have tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and linguistically a tawakkul means to hand over or assign responsibility for something to someone for in the sharia meaning or in the sharia it means to sincerely rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi jalbil manafi' wa daf' al madar in gaining everything which yani you benefit from or everything which is good for you you rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this and in averting all harm you rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to avert all harm from you you put your tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa tawakkal ala al-hayy alladhi la yamut fasinsi tawakkul in Allah implies that you do not ask except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do not seek help except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do not hope except in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do not fear except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is what sincere tawakkul is all about for the one who relies upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they do not implement the asbab they do not implement the means for this is what true tawakkul is that you put your trust in Allah while implementing the means for the one who mathalan says i want to have children but they do not get married how are they going to have children if they do not get married or the one that sits at home and says i want to earn some money and they are sitting at home and they are doing nothing how can they earn this money for they have not taken the asbab you need to take the asbab then have tawakkul in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said to maryam wa huzzi ilayki bi jid'in nakhla tasqut alayki rutaban janiya he said to her what take the sabab shake the trunk of the tree you shake the trunk of the tree does anything happen to the tree you shake the trunk of a tree no fruit no dates are going to fall from the palm tree but he said take the sabab take the sabab and then these these dates with the permission of allah will fall down for you to eat yes for you need to take the sabab then have tawakkul in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for as the sheikh ibn uthaymin he said the one who has tawakkul in allah and doesn't take the asbab this is foolishness in their intellect and it is a deficiency in their deen because it is an obvious criticism of allah's wisdom for allah's wisdom dictates that you take the asbab so when you say i'm not going to take the asbab you are criticizing the wisdom of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وتوكل على الحي الذي لا يموت have tawakkul in the hay in the ever living who does not die for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he specifically mentions the attribute of life by way of indicating that the ever living is deserving of all tawakkul 
That means this is why you should have tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He is the ever-living. If you put your tawakkul in those who have temporary life, when they die, your reliance on them will end. And as the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin, he mentioned, yani, potentially this ayah was revealed regarding the asnam of Quraysh, who are lifeless essentially. They have no hayat, they are lifeless. Yet the mushrikun, they used to rely on them. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, have tawakkul in the ever-living that does not die. For the relevance of this ayah or the point of reference or the shahid of this ayah is that it establishes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attribute of perfect life. Yani which was not preceded by nothingness and is not preceded by non-existence or cessation or death. For this is yani al-ladhi la yamut. This is a negating attribute. Al-ladhi la yamut. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not die. For this is from the perfection of his life. Al-hay al-ladhi la yamut. La yamut is a negating attribute. La yamut because of the perfection of his of his hayat subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this ayah contains both an affirming attribute and a negating attribute. وَقَوْلُهُ وَهُوَ الْعَلِيمُ الْحَكِيمُ وَقَوْلُهُ وَهُوَ الْحَكِيمُ الْخَبِيرُ And he's saying he's the all-wise, the all-knowing. In Surah Al-Tahreem, ayah number two. And he is the all-knowing, the all-aware. In Surah Saba, ayah number one. For in joining between these two ayat, down at the point of these two evidences that he included, the Shaykh Rahimahullah is to establish his name Al-Hakim and Al-Khabir. And these ayat are purely yani, ayat which establish and which affirm the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For Al-Hakim, or as translated in the English, the All-Wise. For this can have two meanings. That he is Al-Hakim, yani he is the ruler amongst his creation with his yani, universal and legislative orders with his yani, awamir shar'iyya and kawniyya, with his universal and with his with his legislative laws subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world and in the hereafter yani, al-hakim it could come from al-hakim and it could also come from al-muhkim yani, that he is the one who perfects all things for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never created anything for no reason even though we may not understand the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this thing for a reason and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not legislate anything, whether it's universal or whether it's in his sharia, for no reason. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-hakim in this regard. Yani al-hakim or al-muhkim. And then al-khabir, the all-aware. Yes, for it is derived from the word khibra. It is derived from the Arabic word khibra, which means to comprehend both the yani apparent meaning of things and the hidden or the less obvious things. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-khabir, for he comprehends the inner and the hidden meanings of all things, just as he comprehends subhanahu wa ta'ala the apparent meanings. And then the relevance or the point of reference or the shahid of these two ayat is that they establish three names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-alim and al-hakim and al-khabir. And these names include three attributes of Allah, namely his knowledge, his wisdom and his awareness subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik wa jazakumullahu khairan